Minnesota basketball fans, welcome back to the Living in Loserville podcast. He's Aaron. I'm Chris, and we're here to talk some good old Timberwolves basketball. Speaking of good old, it was a good old butt whooping, ass whooping, beat down, whatever you want to call it. Once the third quarter kicked in, it was pretty much a wrap. We were talking before we hit the record button, and I'm pretty sure it's been since Philly since we got our ass kicked like that. And every once in a while, you do have to get your ass kicked. That goes uh, for human beings as well. Really slapped around a little bit. So anyway, um, we're going to talk it through a little bit. Like I said, it was a really poor showing offensively, one of the worst of the year, if not the worst. Uh, we'll talk it through what went wrong, what happened, what needs to change, you know, who's going to help off the bench because we have to play more bench minutes. Um, we just we just do. We're starting to wear out in general. Um, we'll talk a little bit about you know, depending, relying too much on the flow offense. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about a variety of things. We obviously have some some injuries going around. Um, we'll, we'll just kind of talk it all the way through. And then, of course, we'll touch upon, you know, the, the, the plan stuff. But being that that was Tuesday and, you know, as recent as Friday, sure, especially a positive Friday win, right? Um, that was, that's funny. We had one of our best performances offensively and then came right back and said, you know what? We got to keep with the theme of this year. We got to be shitty tonight on offense. Anyway, we'll get into it. We'll preview and predict the next few games, game two, game three, game four. So then we'll be back fresh next Monday. Hopefully, um, not talking about this series is over, right? That would pretty much suck. But anyway, um, you know, if this is your first time listening to the Living Loserville podcast, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash rope-a-dope radio. You don't have to go to Blog Talk and Rope-a-dope and download the show directly there. You can find it under the Rope-a-dope radio platform on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Player FM. we got a Spricker page, Living in Loserville. Aaron also has a page on Spotify that he posted. So we're all over the place. And then some, um, while you're at it, why don't you head on over to the grueling truth.com and sports news 24. And one more thing, get your TV together without the hassle of cable stream, the best entertainment in sports, starting with 75 live channels, direct TV stream for a limited time, save $120 of the first year. When you get any package and buy the direct TV streaming device, there's no annual contract. No hidden fees, plus learn how to get premier channels, premium channels included, in the first three months with qualifying packages. Sign up today, Direct TV Stream. Okay, let's go ahead and bring in Aaron here to the fold. Um, you know, uh, we got our ass kicked. I mean, that, that's about it. That's about that. That's the recap. That's the thoughts and recap. No, um, first and foremost, how are you doing, sir? Um, spring is back. Uh, summer was here for a little bit. Now spring is back and, uh, snow was in the air last night. Yeah. It's second winter is making its appearance. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got our ass kicked. Um, that is the recap. But it's been that week, this kind of week, Chris. It's been 
the inconsistency just doesn't stop, whether it's postseason, regular season. It's inconsistent. Um, I thought it was a good effort uh, in Los Angeles. Um, and then you play really well against Orlando. Not Orlando, but uh, OKC. Okay. And then, you know, whether you're coming off a big win or maybe you're having a hangover or whatever it is, you know, you just don't. You start the game off pretty well against OKC. You had some real problems with Jokic, which we're going to get into uh, levels of problems with him. And also, uh, you know, Ant's kind of coming back to form, but it's a little bit slow. J-Max still not great. Um, and you've got, you know, some limitations. They had Jaden's gone. Uh, Nas would be helpful in this one. Um, so, you know, I guess you can't – it's game one of a series. Look, you're going to come together. You're going to scheme and, and go apart, you know, and try to fix the problems you have and, and maybe, you know, uh, try to give them some problems. But, yeah, not a good first showing on the road in, in Denver. I thought you could have at least lost uh, – give us a moral victory, for Christ's sake, something to talk about. Um, but, no, it was just uh, the second half they just, you know, kind of got lapped and – you know, it's frustrating with this squad because you've seen them play so well at times, Chris, you know, where it's like, God, they could beat anybody on this night. And then you see them times like last night where it's like, they're not going to beat anybody. Yeah, You know, roll Detroit up in this bitch and you ain't going to beat them either. So it's like, I, you know, it's the inconsistency, Chris. And, uh, you know, yeah. that's just continuing, uh, continuing to, to take its toll on this team. And, you know, you want to see them get out to a good start now. You know, all is not lost. It could be a long series, but not if they play like they played uh, last night. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, um, just a dreadful third quarter. Just got out of hand quick. They started hitting shots left and right. And uh, they had to call a timeout pretty early on. Um, you know, we just couldn't hit shots. Um, when we had them, we did have them. Uh, I liked what you said about that Laker game. We played hard the whole time. I mean, it didn't even look good down, you know, that last little bit. We still managed to tie the game, forced overtime. A winnable game, obviously, you know, the the free throw differences there. (laughs) Differential was pretty wild in the second half. Um, Two of those falls on Cat. One of them was LeBron elbowing him in the neck. Um, You know, we we can say that had a lot to do with it, no doubt. Now, we also didn't drive much in that second half, so you got to put that in the equation. But, yeah, I mean, definitely, like I said, one of the worst offensive performances, 32-14 to 14 in that third quarter. Um, some of these, you know, fast break points, when you don't make your shots, guess what happens, you know? 16-3 uh, to three there. Um, poor free throw shooting. Hey, have you heard that one before? I know I have. Um, it just – like, even they shot 37% from the field, which we were, I think, fourth in the league in field goal percentage this year. So that's well underneath, um, you know. And even 11 of 36, 11 threes doesn't sound that bad on, on the surface, but five of those came in the fourth when it was way over. And three out of the, or two out of the three in the third that we hit, two of them, like I said, were. When the game was out of reach by that. Yeah, we know you can come back from 20, but it, it was pretty much out of the reach. So, you know, right there, that's seven. So we hit four, you know, prior. And there's this crazy stat 
What was it? So the Wolves started 8 of 16 from field goal range. And this is coming into the third quarter here at the start of the third when they came out right away with an 8-0 run. And so 8 of 16 and 10 of 31 cents. So, I mean, it was, you know, Denver came out quick, 8-0 run, and uh, had five quick points to make it 8-5. to five. Kind of went back and forth, and the Timberwolves went on a nice run. It was a 19-11 to 11 run to take the lead by a point really quick. And then, you know, at the end, Denver uh, did uh, take the lead ultimately. Um, wasn't really – I was pretty surprised to see Cat on Jokic, especially one-on-one. It was like, really? I mean, people can't guard this guy as it is. We've actually done a decent job against them, but it's hard to guard him. But then one-on-one with a guy that you're going to rely on so heavily – um, in that second quarter, though, there was some hope. There, they felt like there was some hope. Uh, Gordon, a key player for them, got three falls. We were in the bonus at like the eight or nine minute mark. We got to the free throw line eight times, but only hit four of them. And, uh, I think the score with like 819, I marked it down 32 to 27, and it was 30 to 27, and then it was out of hand, really. Um, if you look at Ant and Cat were combined four is sixteen from the field uh there for a while, so they got off to a slow start. Now Ant did get rolling with some good drives, back to back mid range jumpers down the stretch. So he did uh close the second quarter really well, it felt like. He was six of thirteen, fourteen points. Like I said, felt like he was driving more, a little less tentative. He did look a little bit healthier. Didn't look like the ant we knew. Per, or no, per se, but at the half, Cat, besides, like, a little offensive flow later, uh, his shot was off-off. Um, I think he was, like, two of eight uh, at half. So, um, you know, by the time the third quarter came around, Aaron, Jokic and Porter started to cook. The Wolves went cold overall just – just got beat up, man. And, and they had guys off the bench like Brown scoring 11 points. Um, even slow-mo, who did okay, did pretty good. But he took down the stretch, it seemed like we were getting a little desperate being in this cold stretch that he took, like, even back-to-back shots where you're like, wow, that's a pretty bad shot for him, you know? Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, it was – it got real ugly in that. Like I said, starting 8 of 16 and then going 10 of 31 after that. They started on that eight no run. Porter hit a three. Ant fouled him on that three, which was his fourth foul. He usually doesn't get much trouble, foul problems. He had to sit down, and we just could not shoot it, man. It, it was really bad. And like I said, yeah, we got a couple threes later in that third, but it was a 20-point game by that time. Air balls, turnovers, just kind of a sloppy overall third quarter, um, you know, it just, like I said, it felt like the first time we really got our ass kicked since Philly. And, uh, yeah, when you don't make your shots, that team will get up and go. And Jokic is the slowest guy, but he's going to throw that thing ahead. And 16-3, to you know, on the fast break doesn't help anything to get an easy bucket when they already got a lead. Yeah, and, you know, you kind of have it, the game's with you until halftime. And I don't know what happened at halftime, but. Like you said, Ant, you know, he's not back to to the Ant we know, but 
you know, he did go through a little stretch there, like you said, made some made some buckets and, and kind of kept us afloat. And then Cat, you know, is on again, off again, and really mostly just off again. And now he did have, like you said, different defensive responsibilities and Gobert as well. But, you know, you get to talking about how you're going to match up with those two. And I thought we'd do a little bit better job uh, with Jokic, considering we have at least those guys. You know, Nas would be a great third to have in there. But, you know, I, I really think – Jokic has got a combination of skills that just makes it very difficult. Uh, Cat's a little too quick, a little too slight for Jokic. And then, but, you know, Gobert's a little too slow uh, for Jokic. So it's kind of like, you know, you're in that middle where Nas can maybe just help by giving up some fouls or doing something. You'd have a little more to give there, but you do have options off the bench. I wonder if they're going to go to, to Garza at all to just try to body him a little bit, see what happens. Um, but I mean, he caused a big problem. Now, like you said, he causes problems for everyone in the league. This is nothing new, and you see him four times in a row at the very least. So you're gonna come up with some ideas, I suppose. But I think you know, missed shots, Chris, like you said, missed free throws, uh, just overall sort of disorganization. Um, you know, Conley did his best to kind of keep things going, but you know, even Anderson was throwing up some things he shouldn't have, maybe out of desperation. Um, or just trying to get something going. Um, but it's hard to say what really brought on that third quarter. I mean, it wasn't anything obvious. I just think maybe they made a run and the, and the Wolves couldn't respond to it. Um, but nonetheless, you're going to have to make some adjustments. I like personally, you know, maybe a two level thing with Jokic where if you're going to have Cat and Gobert on the floor, you know, kind of Cat's the high defender, Rudy's the low defender. And you just try to muscle him a little bit. Thing is, he draws those double teams and he kicks it out. Smart player. So it's going to cause a lot of problems uh, for us, I think. I think we can find something to do with him, but it's just tough to do. And like you said, he'll throw it ahead, you know, start fast breaks. Um, they have nice parts around him with Porter and so on, Gordon. Um but it's not like they're incredibly talented and we, they didn't have their way with us in the regular season. So there are solutions. I think, you know, Jaden is missed here. Uh, it's just a long defender that can do some work on some of those other guys on the outside or maybe just shut down some passing lanes, which would be, you know, pretty handy if you're going to maybe use him as an off ball defender on Jokic. But I think they're going to have to, you know, go to the drawing board and see what they can do because, you know, everybody has a different playoff strategy. And uh, as opposed to the regular season. And uh, like you said, these guys have been together, these guys being Denver, for a long time. They've got a lot of unspoken stuff going on on the court that, you know, with us guys in and out of the lineup, Cat gone for 52 games. Now you don't have Jaden to mess up the rotation. Um, You know, you're going to see a little bit more Rivers now because uh, McLaughlin can't get his shit together. And you have like a lot of things just in and out, all inconsistencies all over this roster and, and in and in play. And you know, I think if you can find a solution, Chris, in game two, that works for you at least defensively, where you know you have some go tos. Uh, I don't think it's going to run away on you again like that. But you're, like you said, offensively, you have to be able to make those shots. Ant and Cat have to know that offensively, those are the one two options. Now there's no D'Lo yes. to fall back on. You know, there's nobody's going to light it up. Sure, Connolly is going to pop a three from here, here and right. there, and you're going to get some a few points from uh, Anderson, and you're going to get a few points from other people. But you know, primarily it's Ant and Cat, and they've got to make this thing go. And if you have dry third quarters like that, 
I mean, uh, you're not going to stay in many ball games, especially when you're playing a number one seed or any playoff team for that matter. Yeah, and it does seem like the walls are closing in on all this stuff that you talked about as far as, you know, McDaniel's out key, key player. I mean, for sure. Like, hey, you know, this Walker Alexander, he's playing as good as he can. He's been very solid. Um, I like him for the future. Um, In the coming years with him, I think he's going to be on our team. He's doing what he can do, right? But, um, yeah, it's got to be those two. And if it's – it's got to at least be one, you know. If one's cooking, then maybe you will have the others, like Anderson. And, and like you said, Conley, you know, that helps. You know, the fact that Cat was cooking in that Laker game allowed Conley to be open a lot of times. And, man, he was just hot from three. But the crazy thing is, it really wasn't, I mean, Jokic is the point guard. He had six assists and only one turnover. But, you know, he didn't kill us. I mean, to to stop him to a triple-double with 13 points, I mean, under a triple-double with 13 points, that's pretty much containing him. That's the scary part because, they, like I said, you have four threes from Porter, four threes from Mur- uh, Murray, Cadwell. They just, in that third quarter, they just got going. Brown gave him minutes off the bench. It, it was a little rough. Um, and just kind of talking about it, I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm assuming they were just seeing if they could get away with having Cat one-on-one for the most part on, um, you know, Jokic. They did have Anderson on him, who was a better defender. And, and you know, we kind of rely on him less offensively, like you said, so he could really focus in on that. I'm getting a little bit of echo here. Um, but it's just – I, I, if Rudy is not on him next week or next game, next week, next game, hopefully Rudy's <laughs> hopefully not next, next week. week. Yeah, that'd be great, right? <laughs> um, but if he's not on him from Jump Street, I think that that means he's very limited. And, yeah, you know, because he did look, you know, he looked more limited than he would in the last game. He definitely did. You can kind of see it pretty clear. He played okay, but it just he couldn't really move that much. So maybe that's what they're thinking. But like I said, you have Anderson off the bench, so it's not the end of the world to just you know okay, so what? You know maybe he can't move as well, and he ends up you know getting a head fake and fouling or something. Okay, then we'll bring in Anderson. You know it's not the end of the world. It's easy to say that though because then we don't have you know layers of that, and, and, and to have a short bench right now. You can kind of see down the stretch of the season a lot of players wearing out um, and just kind of laying it all out there, and they're just they're, they, they well, are tired. Go ahead. Here's an open question I have not only for you but also for Finch, and I don't understand. You have almost a physical uh, counterpart for Gar, for uh, Jokic, maybe not as skilled, but you have Garza now. Open question is, is he so offensively uh, stunted that you're afraid to put him on the floor? Like what, why wouldn't you of all uh, matchups be utilizing Garza? Now I'm not a Garza fanboy, don't get me wrong, but it just seems like he's got the size to deal with Jokic. He seems quick enough to deal and the strength to probably deal with Jokic just to to be a defender. You know, maybe you'll get a, a bunny here or there from him. But to just kind of be a pain in the ass to, to Jokic, I think Garza's the right guy for it. 
And I don't know why we haven't seen him. And maybe, you know, he'll make his appearance in game two and, and, and go from there. But it just seems logically to me, like I pointed out, you know, Rudy's a little too slow. Cat's a little too slight. Uh, you've got Garza who's thick. He's tall. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's a big kid. The uh, only thing I can think of, Chris, and maybe you can, maybe, uh, you know, give your point of view on this with Garza, but it just seems like that makes sense if for nothing more than to give up five fouls that Cat doesn't have to give or Rudy doesn't have to give and, and use him as a, as a defender there. Now, like I said, the only real angle I can see why that's not taking place is maybe it's just an offensive liability, um, which is, you know, that is a, that's a point. We haven't seen him in playoff basketball. Um, so we don't know, but we know that he can make layups, he can do alley oops. Um, he seems to make good offensive plays. So I'm a little bit, uh, curious as to why you wouldn't. It just seems logical to me that you would at least use him as, as a, as a third, uh, body for nothing more than fouls if you, if you have to. And maybe that they're going to go in that direction. But as you mentioned, bringing Anderson off the bench, I would think, you know, a better pick for me would be Garza. Well, Anderson's probably going to be one of the first guys off the bench, you know, in general, just because he's one of the best players on our team. But in the minutes when Cat isn't in there, because I wouldn't put Garza in before I put Anderson when Rudy goes to the bench first, right? I mean, that's you'd put it Anderson in first, right? Like, well, I don't know. Right I mean, away. considering the matchup, that's where I have a question with it because you're going to need size and strength to deal with. If you want to move Jokic around, you're not going to be able to do that with Cat. And I don't think Rudy can just keep – I think Jokic can outquick Rudy. So I think Garza is a guy that maybe maybe works in that situation. So maybe in, normally you would bring Anderson out first. I would totally agree with that. But maybe in this specific matchup, you might want to look at Garza. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Garza would get the some cat minutes or some – I get whatever, the other minutes. I just couldn't see taking – you know, not going with Anderson first. Because actually Rudy – has had some success in that this year against them, but we don't know if it's Rudy right now. So to your point, here's the thing. The five fouls things and just, you know, just get in. So those guys, I agree with you there. Give them minutes. Give them the Nas minutes. That's what I would do. Um, so when Cat comes off the floor, then you give them to, to Garza. I agree with that. Garza, though, is not – he's better, way better offensively than he is defensively. So, but the foul thing, like you said, the the foot speed thing, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. I think he should probably play. They've been going lately, barely, but lately with uh, Nathan Knight. Um, but yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that as far as getting whatever it is, eight minutes, twelve minutes, whatever. Um, I could definitely see that, um, especially when I think he get the cat minutes uh, in that time frame, but. Yeah, they they could go with that right now. Like, sure, even if you night, just even if you just throw them in like what like as a, four for example, minutes, five minutes. Yeah, for example, last night when the run started going, just get him into pester. You know, pick up a couple fouls, be a pain in the ass, and get him out. Anything like that, I just think he's a body you could utilize uh, matchup wise against him. And I sure. think maybe that's something they'll look into because um, he's just you know what made me start thinking about it was just kind of his physicality. And uh, he's not the biggest physical – he doesn't use his physicality as much as maybe, like, another guy his size would. He's a live body, though. Yeah, but you could push him around a little bit, just make life a little more difficult on him. And if you got a guy sitting there on the bench that can maybe be muscle him up, I think you know where I'm getting at. I'm just – Yeah, yeah, for sure. Know, I think gonna, he should be in the game. 
Yeah, I'm just kind of getting it, you know, thinking it through on air right now. And I just feel Mm -hmm. like, well, you know, that's probably something that could be looked at. Um, And, you know, but like, again, that doesn't address the scoring issue here. And like you said about at can't and or cat and ant, um, if it's not both, it's got to be one. And and last night we we pretty much had neither except for spurts of of offense. Yeah, and it was too late. You know, it just wasn't. Cats was too late, and ants didn't really amount to much. He did get to the line six times, but when you go back and think about it and look at it, four of those were late. You know, in the fourth. And I don't know what the hell Cat and Ant were doing that fourth quarter. What the hell is he? Are they in the game for? You know, like that threw me off for a second. But I could see the rhythm. You know, at least uh, Ant had already gotten to a, a short rhythm. So I would have taken him out because right now, just rest, health, whatever. I would have taken him out in the fourth and kept him out. But I could see, I guess, bringing Cat back, and he did actually get like eight quick points or whatever. So I guess getting his rhythm because he he was like oh for five for three for a while. So I guess that's a good reason. But and these guys know more than us. But it's like a lot more better coaches, right? But it does seem like just knee jerk, like dude, what are either of those guys doing here in the fourth quarter? Shut these guys down. Um, and as good as J Mac, and sometimes. He's a great, great role player. His last year assist-to-turnover ratio was just crazy. Um, he, but J-Mac doesn't have it. Whether He played about half the season. He was out with the calf injury. Um, took a couple games to get going, get the rust off. Then had like an eight-assist game. Had some good buckets. Like Looked like he was turning the corner. And then lately he hasn't, man. I mean, he tried to take AD and LeBron on two separate times to the rack, and they're sloughing off of him, allowing him, like, hey, man, we're not going to guard you. So that takes away his drive, but he keeps driving. He usually makes the smartest play, and right now he's just not. And now that Noel has played two games, he had a stretch, I think he played only three games in 19 games or whatever. He's been hurt, obviously. He came back a little bit, then didn't play. Now he's played in two games, um, two or three. I think right now, you know, I think we should go with Noel off the bench because at least we know. We talk about scoring and, hey, let's stop the drought. At least we know he's going to put him up and he's going to drive. Because right now, Ant, whether it's the double, he's seeing defense that was not on him last year in the playoffs, um, and just in general. And whether whatever it is, a funk, a combination of stuff, health, funk, being faded, Right now he's he looks faded, he looks tired, he doesn't look his, his himself. If we don't have him going to the rack like that, which like I said, I think he's made these little increments these last two games to where at least he's driving and taking the double team someplace and opening him up more like a, either a direct assist or a hockey assist. But right now I think we got to go. I'm not talking about J Mac can't be here next year, nothing like that. It's a big year for him next year, I'll tell you that, off the bench. But I think we got to go with Noel um, right now uh, because J-Mac is just – he can't find his groove right now. And, uh, you know, hopefully I'm wrong. Maybe they'll stick with him and you'll have a good game, and, and that would be great because the uh, right now the last few games with the uh, – that Laker game, the, I, think it, I think with Cat on the floor we were plus 19 and off the floor – off the floor, excuse me, we were like negative – 16 or something. I mean, this on the off cat right now 
is pretty freaking crazy, and that's why we need more points off the bench. We just need – Prince had an off night. I think he'll bounce back. But um, some of this, though, comes down to – and I think you can be critical of the head coach – and not want to fire him, because I do not want to fire him. And I think it would be bullshit if he got fired. I think all the people saying fuck him this year, you know, at the end of the year, I think that's bullshit. Um, now, in the coming years, is he going to be our head coach? We'll find out, but I do not want him to go anywhere. However, um, the flow offense can be phenomenal, and especially when you have a group that's really played minutes together. Then it, you know – Offenses kind of naturally flow then, right? But the whole not calling plays time and time again, and maybe it is when we have those leads, right, and we give it up and we're just we're just searching for something. That's when we got to go out of – because whatever it is, we've proven enough that we can't do the flow offense when we give up those big leads. It just, it just leads to shit where it leads to bad offense and turnovers and just whatever. But it – it just feels like when we're in games or we're a little up or a little down, then that's different. We have a different mentality, whatever the whatever the case is, but we have to run more pick and roll or pick and pop or, you know, like I mentioned, I saw a double screen, I think, with Rudy in, Cat. Ant came off of it, hit it. I need Ant on the move and going so he doesn't have to – not like you're not going to have a double anymore, but – and then also, like last night, you could clearly see – Cat's shot was off. Okay, post him up a couple times. Mm. Try to get him going. And yeah. I just – that's where it gets a little shaky for me because they haven't played enough minutes together. This is only the 28th game they've played with Rudy and Ant <laughs> on the damn court. Like, we can't keep relying on flow because when the flow's not, not there, and that's what – he's a very good coach right now. We're going to find out if he's great in the coming years. And – we all know, no matter what sport it is, but especially, you know, football and basketball, the coach designs stuff around his talent, right? Like I said, I don't, the flow offense, man, last year, you know, January and on, number one offense in the league. But come on now. We have to run more pick and roll, spread out the floor, let Ant cook, let Cat post up. It, just something. we got to run more plays for. Well, I was going to say that over the course of an 82-game season, you'd think you'd have some go-tos. Like, look, shots aren't falling. The flow's inconsistent. Right. We, fall, we fall back on this series of plays or this series of, of, of offensive uh, plans, you know, uh, that seem to get you out of a rut. And you don't seem to have those. Now, the reason why I said I was going to come out and say and I didn't say that was because you're right about, you know, Cat being in the lineup not very frequently throughout the course of the regular season. So you don't really have anything to fall back on him with his what 29 games or whatever he played. Uh, you had some stuff with D'Lo that probably left when he left. And, you you know, so what you have for fallback and go-tos and sure things are, aren't there anymore, and you're kind of developing them now, which is kind of the wrong time to do that. And I'm sure some of it, you know, is designed to go to Ant for him to make a play, but, you know, he's – He's improving, I think, you know, I don't know if it's a conditioning thing or, you know, we talked a little bit off here about what what it might be. But, you know, he's coming around, but he's just not quite there yet until he gets there. I don't know you'll call a lot of things to him. But, you know, you should be able to call, like you said, pick and rolls, certain situations that you know you can at least get a foul or, or get a bucket on 
um, when you need one. And it just doesn't seem like they have that, Chris. And so, you know, I do hear a lot of uh, Finch uh, negativity. And I guess, you know, at this point with the season they just had, I can see where people would, would have the negativity on him, but I think it's misplaced. Um, I mean, players right. in and out all year, uh, just it's been a nightmare for him. I think he's aged probably 10 years during this season. So I'm not saying cut him a break, but man, I think it'd be a shame to get rid of him. So I'm definitely not calling for his head, but yeah, you would think Chris, they would have some fallback stuff that would work uh, in tough situations. And you're right. It doesn't seem like, like they have those, whether that's Conley go bear pick and rolls, which should be money in some situations. Um, some way to get cat outside for a three or get him in a sweet spot to get some, at least a chance at some points or something down by the basket to get some easy right. layup stuff. Um, and then again, on your, just a dovetail on your point about bench scoring. Um, yeah, you're right. No Beasley anymore. So you're not going to get 29 shots, make 15 off the bench, but you won't, you know, Noel is uh, the closest thing we have to Beasley as far sure. as instant offense. And last night you needed some instant offense. And I think you're right. If you're not going to get what you normally get out of McLaughlin, you're going to try to, you're going to need to try to get some points. And Noel can provide those points. I think Prince can provide those points. Um, there's some guys that can, if you give them the green light to go, um, I think they can probably get you some points, but you know, I don't know what doghouse Noel got in and exactly what got him in there. So that could be an issue with his playing time, but at right now, and he was in a playoff series, like 15 games or whatever. Okay, but, you know, now if you're trying to win a playoff series and he's healthy and you need buckets, uh, I think we should see more of him as well. I think I agree with you on that. Yeah, you know, he, he he's not, like you said, he's not going to be afraid to shoot. I'm not saying these players are afraid, but he's, his, he has one switch, you know, so, and it's go. And he can drive, too, and that's what we need to do. We definitely need, we can complain all day about missing free throws, but we got to fucking get there too. Um, but yeah, man, it's, uh, you know, we always talk about reasons and excuses, but there it's right in between right now, man, because there, it, it's just, it's just like the worst timing. I mean, it's not the worst timing because obviously getting cat back helped a lot. We've seen it already, but it's just for these little minor stuff. And I wouldn't say losing McDaniels is minor. And and like you said, Nas has had one of his best seasons. This would be such a key thing for him. And and, and maybe, okay, so we say pick and roll. Okay, maybe we can't do the hard pick and roll right now because the roll part is Rudy not being able to run hard. Okay, cool, but at least set a fucking major screen so Ant can come behind him. We've seen that a lot. Hit a three right behind him, drive whatever. Um, And then, you know, Cat can uh, pick and pop. You know, I don't know. I just, I just think overall pick and roll and spreading it out for those guys because we know Ant can drive, but let's not forget, you know, for big man, Ant or Cat led the league in N ones. He can fucking drive to the rack, dude. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's we got to switch that up. But like you said, the go to stuff we don't really have right now. And even other, I mean, shit that you know, look at Dallas. They were like in the fourth place range, third and fourth place range, somewhere in there, they made a trade, you know, they were trying to figure out, and they figured their way out of the playoffs. If you look at uh, Durant, the Durant trade, right? And and I know we didn't make a major trade, but bringing Cat back into something that we don't have a ton of, you know, flow to, per se, 
it is tough to figure out, like you said, during the playoffs. And I thought he's played besides like two games really well. Uh, great elite at times. Those two games, the Portland and the last night didn't play good, but I mean, it, it, man, it's, it, it is rough, dude. But look at, like I said, to finish my Phoenix, Phoenix thought they lost game one last night and, uh, They've played together with Durant because Durant came back. I think they were like 8-0 with Durant, but he got hurt in a layup line, fucked up his ankle. And so he hasn't really played. That was, you know, that was their ninth game together or something like that. So they got to figure it out. And so this shit, I think people are just so knee-jerk with it. It's not, it's just not a video game, you know what I mean? So we'll see we'll see what happens here this two day break you know the three games four night stuff and, and some of the schedule we had in general to close the season was a little rough so hopefully these two nights will help especially ant and rudy which both those guys you can kind of see aren't themselves right now um but yeah um any other uh Items. Oh, first of all, Ant. The reason why I think he's gonna be a great player is because he freaking took that shit right on the chin and said, "Yep, I had a bad night. I'm fine. There's no MRI. I haven't taken. I'm good. I'm ready to go." And he came back and had like took him a while to get his scoring going in that Oklahoma State game, but he had ten boards, had six assists, and six assists, and just you know played really, really good. Like kind of bounced back, and, and so. That's I wanted to put out that out there. He always is taking shit on the chin and just admitting shit straight up, not letting. I mean, I really like that. My favorite podcast for basketball, uh, as far as Timberwolves, is Dane Moore, and I think he's great. I think Britt and the other folks he brings on there, but especially Britt, are great. But Dane Moore was talking about a possible concussion with him. It's like, dude. Why are you doing that? What do you mean? Like, he's got a concussion. You think we'd let him on the floor and then keep him on the floor and then not check him for a day? You know, I don't know. It's just weird. And then the player's going, dude, there's no excuse. I'm good. We're, we're fine. I'm good, you know. Um, I had a bad night. You know, we've seen that guys have bad nights left and right. Shit. Harden, almost every closeout game he's had of his career is that a shitty night. So, um, that's. I just wanted to put that out about, about Ant. Ant is just uh, – for a 21-year-old, you know, um, yes, he has things he needs to improve on both uh, physically and in the game. But this kid, man, he just – I really like him, man. I, I really – I'm so happy that we got him and, and that he's going to be a franchise player for us for a long, long time. Any other thoughts, though, from, you know, the last three games just in general before we start, uh, you know, predicting, breaking down this game two, game three? pre-game four stuff well i was going to go into a little bit of laker rant um some of those fouls chris 21 to 3 coming down that stretch um i thought was a little egregious now you're right we weren't going to the rack all right fine i'll give you that but that disparity there was uh, alarming to say the least Uh, i think i put out a, a post that you know this league, this team leads the league in almost all fouling categories. I don't think they're that egregious of a fouling team. Um, I think, you know, and I don't want to be blaming referees or league guy, but I just think, you know, uh, there might have been agenda there with, with Los Angeles. And I'll leave it at that. Um, to lead into the preview and predict, Chris, I think that, you know, 
with this team, you're not going to be able to afford, you know, dropping one and being inconsistent. So I think in game two, we're going to see it. I mean, I think the winner of game two is going to win this series. I won't say win the series. I guess I'll, I'll bring that back a little. I'll just say you're going to learn a lot in game two because you should be able to adjust. You should be able to do some things to at least keep the game a lot closer than game one. And yeah, you know, I think if you drop game two in a similar fashion to losing game one, uh, I might even call it a wrap, uh, for the series because that means you really can't do anything about it. You know, it's just, they're going to, it's like running the football and football. If you can't stop the run, you're, yeah, right. yeah you know, it's done. Just tear you down. <laughs> so, you know, I think you got to come up with something. I think we put out a few ideas that, might work and you know obviously I'm not an NBA coach so obviously Finch better have better or similar ideas to what I have but it's just to the point where the season is so erratic so inconsistent you know that they could come out and just lay a whooping on Denver and then we then where are we you know then what do you know about game three it's just there's really been no rhythm with the season at all and um so I really think game two is obviously important but I think it has a little extra weight to it because you want to see the Wolves at least come out and, and make it a series. And by that, I mean, you know, a close loss or a win mm-hmm. and to bring it home. And if you, if you lose by 10 or more, it's just not, you're just never really in it. Chris coming home is your last hope. And it just, you know, I, I don't have a lot of faith in this team with their backs against the wall. I wish I did, you know, but they ended up playing, Oklahoma City with their backs against the wall, and I'm not sure that's the same uh, litmus test as uh, Denver. So, you know, I, game two is going to be very telling, and we need to be watching it, and I really hope they come out and play a good performance. And I guess I'll just lead into my uh, prediction here. I think, uh, you know, it was, what, three games last week. We lost two. Um, we won one. And we have what? Well, we, it was games. one and one last week. Oh no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah just, there's three. I'll shut, up. I'll shut up. I'll shut up. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Yeah. Here's what I'm gonna do. I. My head's telling me we lose game two. But my heart's telling me we win it. So I'm gonna say, because uh, we're gonna go to game four probably in in yeah this week. We got to win one to get to another show with a series. So I, say <laughs> yeah, we, right? I say we win game two. Um, and then after that, depending on how we win game two, I'm not going to get into all the contingencies. So I'm just going to say if we win game two, I like our chances of winning one at home. If we lose yeah, game sure. two, I think it's a sweep. So let's say I'm going to say we win game two and we win one at home. I don't know which one at home, but one at home. So I think, by the time we talk again on the air, it'll be a tied series. All right. Yeah, I agree. I think it'll be – if we win game two, it, it's a tied series. I, I'm I'm really confident in that. Um, now, the back against the wall thing in the OKC, yeah, that's a good point. But we've had our – we played basically playoff basketball the last month. I mean, basically. Um and we've had our back against the wall, losing three and four games in a row, and then come back and beat Golden State at Sac, you know, that type of stuff. So I just think that 
We might be on that win one, lose one. I mean, hopefully that's what it is in a sense, right? Because that'll extend us. We can't go on the three-game losing streak now because a three-game winning streak is still, you know. But I think that I'm right there with you that the game two, to get this thing to six or seven games, it, I mean, you probably got to win a game to get it to, you know, seven, uh, game two, but. You're right. The fourth quarter, I want the game on the table, at least, in the fourth quarter. That's a minimum. It's got to be at least within range, you know, 10 points or less. It's It's got to be. It really has to be. And, and uh, it is now eight and a half. I think it closed at eight last night. I didn't jump on it. I said, if it goes to eight and a half, I'm going to do it um, going into the game. And it never did, and I didn't touch it. Thank God I didn't touch it. But, um <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, I think more than likely in this three-game stretch, it'll be one and two. Um, I think tops would be two and one. I don't see us winning three in a row. Um, but like you said, I totally agree. If we win game two, we'll win one at home. Um, and then it'll be two-two. But I, I, I think it'll be I'm, – I'm calling for a one and two. We, we win – we God, man, we do – we lose two, win two. Maybe it will be two and two. Yeah, it's tough um, to so call, isn't it? it? Because it is. you don't really know what you're going to see in game two, and you're going to exactly. depending on that, you know, things could go a, a myriad of different ways. So yeah, I understand mm-hmm. why you're kind of like ah yeah, because I was the same way. So two and one, I think, would be the top, uh, like ideal. Uh, beyond one and all three, that's the most ideal. But the, realistically, two and one. Um, and maybe that is winning back-to-back games, game three and game four, and tying that. But that's possible. There's plenty of teams that have gone down two zip, and then that is. When you go down two zip, it is tough to win the whole series. We know that. That's just historical fact. Um, and, and that's another thing. It's like we've done this bounce-back stuff, so I know we're full of capable. I don't think we get swept. But, damn, we're just not really full. You know what I mean? We're not – we're. Even the guys in our starting lineup, Rudy and Ant, just not the same right now. So it, it is hard to kind of judge that. And part of that shit was McDaniels going off and being a great defender. And like you mentioned earlier in the show, Nas, you know, some games, man, he just helped us so much to either increase a lead or catch back up or just keep it even until the the big guns got back in. And, and when he's playing great, sometimes we just play him down the stretch with those guys and, and get as many minutes as we can out of them. But yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to say we're, we're going to be three, one come Monday with a good chance at two and two, but that'll be my prediction. So we go one and two. Um, any last words, sir? Uh, you know, I'm hoping that you're not right with that. Cause that would be a, what, a three to one advantage. <laughs> In the series, I hope I'm not right with your yeah, sweep. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I, I hope, hope you're not right with your sweep. Right, um, but let's, you know, it'd be with a full like you. I think you mentioned with the full roster. You know, it's a bunch different story, but uh-huh. missing two pretty important parts here, and just you know, making up for them as well as dealing with the matchup problems and everything else is going to be uh, tough, and so. You got to get some scoring, like you said. So maybe they try some things, and we can talk about. Well, they did this, they did that. You know, this helped. Um, good ideas. You know, blah blah blah. But 
uh, you know, lose game two with, I just don't see this team pulling it, you know, pulling it out. I think they'll just kind of fold, but let's hope that I'm wrong in that case. And we uh, are not wrapping the season next week. Nonetheless, <laughs> you can find really this podcast anywhere you find your podcast, Spotify, uh, Anywhere, iHeartRadio, uh, Spricker page, uh, anywhere you find your podcast, you'll find it. And, uh, Chris, uh, does his rope dope radio. Check that out. Also, um, I might be doing a draft show, an NFL draft show this weekend. In fact, I probably will to lead up to the draft. So that'll be on the, uh, Purple People Eaters podcast. Interesting draft, a lot of speculation going around. So I think that'll be a, an interesting show to check out. What day are you thinking about that? Just I think I'll probably do it uh, Saturday. So I'll have it up probably Saturday night. Okay, like a, a little, like just do a, a little uh, preview draft, a little mock draft, and and, and get on with it. Okay, I'm not gotcha. going to get too too in depth with it, but I like to do a little something for the draft because I think there's a there's a lot of speculation flying around. It'd be kind of nice. So nonetheless, check yeah. that out on the Purple People Eaters page or anywhere you get your podcasts. And let's just. Man, we got to make this a series, and that and that's the thing. Uh, you win or lose it, it's got to be a series. I don't think any of us want to just go. And then they got swept, or then they lost four games <laughs> to one. You know, would that be a fitting way to end the season? This season in particular, uh, probably. But let's let's hope against hope that that's not the case. There we have it. We'll see you next uh, Monday. Go Wolves! Get get something done here. Peace. <laughs>